welcome back to Podman Out. Now, came out with an episode about a week, week and a half ago. Um, before that, we were coming out with an episode just about every month. We're going to try to be coming back with you, uh, coming back to you with these episodes more frequently coming up. But uh, today, episode is going to be a little bit different. Um, normally, Caleb and I make these up at school, but I'm not there right now. So uh, I'm heading back up there soon. But uh, for this episode, got my brother with me. Got a different co-host for today. What's going on, guys? Yeah, so that was his entrance. Uh, he practiced that, if you were wondering. So uh, we'll just get right on into it, because I know that he hates intros. Now, like I said, it's only been a week and a half since we last talked to you, but decent amount of things have been going on in the uh, wide world of sports, eh? Yeah, to kick us off, we got the uh, MLB Hall of Fame results. Yeah, those were those were huge. What did... Uh, what did you think about that? I know that, you know, obviously, well, I'm assuming you saw the results. Yeah, no, I, you definitely did. I, I did. I it. saw David Ortiz was the only uh, person to be inducted, which I think is very BS. I would have to agree. Um, side note, I tweeted about this from the Podman Out Twitter. Just created it recently. It's at Podman Out, so not that difficult to find. Um, tweeted about that, though. Um, like Cole said, David Ortiz only went in. Barry Bonds. Getting snubbed is the snub of all snubs. And obviously, yes. Twitter blew up. Instagram blew up. Hell, maybe Facebook even blew up. Blew up. I don't know. But, you know, I, I don't understand how you're going to put some of these dudes in. Like, you got Barry Bonds with seven MVPs, most of all time. 14-time All-Star, eight-time Gold Glove winner, all-time home run leader with 762. And now you're probably thinking, wow, are they reading straight off of his baseball reference page? Yes. Yes, we are. <laughs> In my eyes, this is the biggest leash job in, in history. He, in, I think he's the best baseball player of all time. I would have to agree. Like, you, you have his baseball reference page pulled up, right? I do indeed. Yeah, like, I think it was, was it his 2004 season? His 2004 season. Listen to this shit. It's preposterous. That's the only word that I can think to adequately describe this man's season. He had a 362 batting average, which isn't even the highest in his career. He had 370 two years prior. He also had a 609 on-base percentage with an 812 slugging percentage and a 1422 OPS. They were all league leaders. Which is ridiculous. That's How do you have an on-base percentage of over 600? Like you're telling you're me on base on base more than half the time. That's yeah. better than any player currently. Yeah. Like, you walk up to the plate, and you're getting on base six out of ten times, like, holy shit. Holy shit. Like, I'm not even kidding you. I would pay an exorbitant amount of money if I was an owner to get Barry Bonds on my baseball team. I would pay him goddamn near the league max right now at however the hell old he is. I guarantee you that this guy could at least go out there and, like, you give him a little bit of time. I mean, he's not, like, on the roids, air quotes, anymore. At least we don't think so, you know, and he wasn't even... Tested positive for it during his playing days. Playing days, it was alleged. But honestly, I think right now this dude could still be an adequate baseball player. I forgot He's to, that goddamn good. I forgot to mention as well. He led the league with two hundred and thirty-two walks. Two hundred and thirty-two. How many home runs did he hit that season? A mere forty-five compared to his previous years. Not not too good. Kind of yeah. a down year on the home runs. Yeah, down year on the home runs. He hit forty-five and still got on base six. Out of ten times, I cannot express that enough. Seriously. 
And Troy, you mentioned before that um, the Veterans Committee will most likely vote Barry Bonds in later on his, in his life, in his um, lifetime. I mean, I say more than likely, but I don't, I don't know for sure. Depends on how they're feeling. Uh, it's hit or miss. I mean, he's like I know that a bunch of the terminology that people used on social media was he was effectively locked out, but effectively being that they're assuming the veterans committee doesn't put him in. But I don't know. I could see it going both ways. It's kind of the, sort of the same thing with Pete Rose. Like people every once in a while will be like, just your daily reminder: Pete Rose is in the Hall of Fame, leads the MLB in career hits, but. I don't know. I mean, I feel like at this point they're just trying to be trying to be petty, and I they, I, I could see him voting in Pete Rose, but only after he dies. Like I don't think that he gets in in his lifetime. They don't want to give him the satisfaction of still like wronging the MLB, but still getting in. I don't know. Now that you say that, I, I personally think that that's what they'll do with Barry Bonds as well. They'll just wait until you think he, they'll wait until he dies. Yep. They they don't. He's want like. He's, 50, he's, he's 57. He's 57? Yeah, we're I was going to say, he's got to be 50 or 60 somewhere in there, but like, we're going to have to wait damn near 30 years we for that. You think wait. we wait that long? Yes. You th- I think whatever, however long we have to wait, we will wait because he do, he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. He is yeah. the best player in MLB history. And still, even with the Roids accusations, he, Roids don't help you hit the baseball. That's still like skill and talent. The Roy's just make you stronger and hit the ball farther. Yeah, Roy's help you hit the ball further, but it doesn't help you get on base six out of ten times. Maybe it helps you get on base a little bit, fear factor, they don't want to pitch to you, Facts. which I could see. But, like, that plate discipline and his ability to barrel baseballs is almost unrivaled. I would argue maybe only by Juan Soto in today's game, which I know you're not a fan of Juan Soto. I hate Juan Soto. Which I don't understand why. Juan Soto is a sight to behold. Um... But we're going over Barry Bonds getting snubbed, which, you know, obviously, like we said. Fleece job. Like you said, biggest fleece job in maybe history. But if Barry Bonds, say, retires one year earlier or one year later, everyone is insanely up in arms about Roger Clemens. Everyone's all on Twitter going crazy about Barry Bonds. No one, at least I don't really see much about Roger Clemens. This dude is the all-time leader in Cy Young's. He won an MVP once and seven times was the best pitcher in his entire league. Like, we're talking about Bonds being the GOAT of all hitters. Barry Bonds has got to be up there for GOATs of pitchers. I'm not saying you that Roger he's... Clemens? You, you said yeah. Barry Bonds. Oh, yeah. My fault. My fault. But Roger Clemens has got to be up there for the GOATs of pitchers. I'm not saying that he is, but I'm saying seven Cy Youngs and MVP, two Triple Crowns, 11 All-Stars, and 7 ERA titles, That's that holds a lot of weight. That holds yes. a lot of weight. He had a sub 2.5 ERA. Six times. One of them was when he was 42. He had a 1.87. 1.87 ERA. He had a 42. At 43, he had a 2.3 ERA. Like... Roger Clemens is insane, too. It's just, this class was insane, honestly. Like, looking at the ballot, obviously you can only fill out the ballot and get 10, uh, 10 votes, but I would have damn near voted, or I would have damn near needed more than 10 votes. There were so many people that I think deserved it. Like, obviously we're talking about Bonds and Clemens. They both deserved it, but there are just a lot of guys that 
were good and I think are going to end up making it. Like, one that I think should have way more votes than he actually does, Billy Wagner at 51% of the votes is a crime. Like, this dude, in his prime, very good baseball player. There's a Twitter page that I think they tweet out a stat about Billy Wagner every day. I think it's like, Billy Wagner for Hall of Fame. And every single stat that I see just makes me more like, damn, this guy needs to be in the Hall of Fame. And he's just not getting, like, any votes. I mean, I think he could make it. He's trending up. But I, I think that that's a crime that he's that low. How many more years does he still have on the ballot? That I need to see. Let me take a look. Because obviously, unlike Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds, he's not off the list. He still has time, I'm yeah. guessing. Yeah, no, he still has time for sure. Um, so do you? Ha- is there anyone else that you think was a, was a snub this year at least, other than Bonds or Clemens? Not particularly. I still think that I think that since all of them still have years left, they will be able to make it over time. I just think that Clemens and Bonds should have been no doubters since this is their last year. Just put them in, and then next year and the years later on, we can put in who deserves it. But this year should have been Bonds and Clemens, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah, it's... I don't know how many years uh, Wagner has left. I can't find it right now, and I'm not going to sit here on the podcast for 20 minutes trying to find an article. But fair enough. You know, it's just it's ridiculous, man. He's uh, I mean, I love baseball, but the MLB is just kind of showing how much of a joke that it's been. They've still got Manfred at the uh, at commissioner, who is an absolute cornball. This guy's a clown. He is. Um. I mean, and it's plus, just they got the lockout going on right now. Exactly. The, what I was gonna say. the baseball writers are pissing off a lot of people with their voting. It's just not a lot going Un- right with baseball right now. Um, there are in, insane talents that people need to see, that people deserve to uh, experience in their lifetime, and the MLB is trying their hardest to ruin the sport, which sucks. Going a little off topic, do you think? Um, do you think we'll have spring training this year? The way it's looking right now, no. Yeah, personally, I don't think they will either. I don't. I, maybe they'll have like a, some small training camp with like the whole team for a little yeah. bit, just get them all back together. But I don't think that there's a full spring training. I feel like there's almost no way. Well, I think I think we'll have the full season for sure. I don't I, know if we'll have the full season though, unless I, it gets pushed back and we're playing. I think we'll have. A full we're playing season. the World Series halfway through November, almost in December. I think we'll have a full season. I just think we'll, instead of having an entire spring training, I think the MLBPA and MLB or whatever will come to an agreement late and, like, very late to the point where we can't have spring training, but we can still have a full season. That's that's what I think will happen. Um, I could see it, but I just don't think that it's that likely. Very optimistic. Um, yeah, it's... I know. Not very optimistic. Yeah, no. I said that wrong. But, yeah, so we're just going to move on. We're putting the whole baseball mess behind us. That was so 30 seconds ago on this podcast. Um, but, so last episode, we uh, talked about who we thought our all-star starter should be. Now, I don't remember who Caleb's were off the top of my head, who he had picked. I know for damn sure he didn't have Andrew Wiggins in there. And Andrew Wiggins got voted in. Now, I think there might have been a little bit some other people that were a little bit more deserving, but Andrew Wiggins has been hooping this year. He's been good, and it's kind of crazy how the narrative has changed from him because just 
two or three years ago in Minnesota, this guy is religiously shit on. Like, he is King Doodoo, and everyone just hates on him so much. And now here he is, balling out, all-star starter. You love to see it. Love to see a turnaround like that. I think that he got the uh, starter nod because of that K-pop Bam Bam. K-pop star Bam Bam tweeted out saying, vote for him, which obviously since he's a K-pop star, he has a big following. So most of Andrew Wiggins' votes came from Bam Bam's followers, I'm guessing. Yeah. Now, for my starters in the East, I had um, KD, Giannis, and Bede in the front court. In the back court, I had Harden and DeMar. And I got four out of those five right, Trey Young starting over James Harden. And you're like, oh, wow, four out of five, that's not bad. Which, you know, you might be thinking, oh, my God, Troy's so smart. Like, this guy's a baseball or a basketball savant, sports savant. This guy's insane. Which, you know, like, thank you. You make me blush. Oh, my gosh. But they, uh, those were not home run picks. It wasn't like – or those were home run picks. I mean, it wasn't like some preposterous statement where I was like, you know, I got like these Andrew five Wiggins. dudes starting. Like, I wasn't predicting something crazy like Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. But – I didn't say anything that preposterous, but, like, we're going to have the reserves coming out here soon. We're going to see the full rosters. Um, I mean, it's more than likely we're going to have some injury replacements. So, you know, like, hopefully there's not a lot of snubs. But every year that the all-star rosters come out, I see someone being like, this guy got snubbed, that guy got snubbed, that guy got snubbed. But I feel like you really can't say that without having to take somebody off. But it's just so tough because there are so many dudes that are potentially deserving with only 12 spots to give. Which honestly just I think makes the all star selection just a little bit more prestigious because there's so many people that everyone's arguing about, like this guy deserves it, that guy deserves it. But when not everyone can get it like that and you actually have to outperform like you have to show why you deserve it over this guy, like that's that elevates the NBA all star game selection a little bit more for me, especially over the NFL Pro Bowl, which we're gonna go over here later on. Taking it to the Western Conference, besides Andrew Wiggins I don't see any mistakes here. I think they're all correct picks. I've seen some people say that Steph Curry doesn't belong in there, which... I was going to ask you about that. I was just going to say, you think you think Steph needs I think to be taken out? The only person I've seen people say should belong in there over Steph is D-Book. And I just checked the stats. I understand you can't just look at the stats and all that, but D-Book is averaging less points, not by much, but less assists by about two. And then rebounds, it's close, but also... I believe but D-book. Steph's playing some of the best defense in the NBA, like defensive rating wise, which favors bigs. By the way, it's actually like a lot easier to get a better defensive rating as a big than as a guard. But Steph's still like second or third in the league, which is crazy. Yes. When he was a borderline like MVP winner after the first month yeah. or two, but I mean he's he's falling off a little bit. I mean some people are saying he's yeah. shooting tour dates out there. Like he's four for twenty one and then three seven for, for eighteen. Yeah, seven for twenty eight. He's putting shit up like that, but like it's Steph. He'll get back on track. But also. Steph Curry is has a is averaging a higher PER, which is player efficiency rating, which means Steph Curry is going out there and is playing more efficiently than than D Book, and that's been the argument on Steph this whole year that his shooting numbers are inefficient, but he is as a player he is more efficient than D Book statistically. So, statistically, yeah. So I think Steph is the right pick here. I would agree. I would agree. And Steph then obviously, the... and then obviously Jokic and LeBron. I think mm-hmm. those. I I feel like. I picked Embiid early season to win MVP, and, you know, after about a month, it didn't look that great. Embiid wasn't playing that well. But, like, he started the All-Star game now. As of recently, he has he been, been on insane. Terror. Yeah, he's going he's going sicko mode. Like, <laughs> in the Jeez. month of January, he's been 
insane. Like, Jokic may have that second MVP. As of now, like, on lock, he's got that thing on ice. But I didn't think he was going to be able to do it again, and then he went out there and proved me wrong. Like, homie's doing exactly what he did last year, except averaging more points. And at least I think he's averaging more points. And the Nuggets are still in a, like in the play-in right now, even though they're missing MPJ and they're Jamal Murray. They're seed. number one and number two. They're the number five seed. They're the number five seed. They're even higher than I thought. Damn, I, last I checked, I thought they were in the play-in game. But they're missing their number one and number two option. And Jokic just proves me wrong. Which, honestly, if I make a state like that or a statement like that, and I'm shitting on one of your favorite players, or I'm like making a take saying they're not that good, and then they prove me wrong, I love to be proved wrong like that. I love to see people prosper. I disagree. I think LeBron, as a LeBron fan, should be the number one for MVP. You think on so? On the MVP ladder. I understand, yes, standings and where you are in the rankings means a lot to the voters, but LeBron is still in the play-in game, which gives him a chance to make the playoffs. And you know LeBron in the playoffs, it's basically he's, Tom he's Brady different. in the playoffs as well. So, it also... LeBron's been missing Anthony Davis this entire year. When a- when AD is healthy and plays the way he wants to, he is a top five, arguably a top five player in the league, most de- most definitely top ten. And then also, as when AD gets back, it's AD just, is back. Yeah, it's unfortunate that LeBron oh. got back. That oh, yeah. LeBron went down with an injury. And in that first game, AD dropped about what thirty four points and mm-hmm. fourteen rebounds. He went crazy. He went, they yeah, just he went nuts. lost the game. But. If you want that, if you really want that MVP LeBron narrative, I LeBron's gonna have to play more games. I know it's very he, he tough will. at the age of thirty-seven he's, now. He's at thirty-six games. He's at thirty-six out of fifty-one, and he's still injured. You gotta hope that he plays every single game from here on out, he almost. Will. And you gotta hope that he Jokic will. slows down or misses him. games. I tr- I tr- I trust LeBron to play the rest of the season. I mean, I trust LeBron to be good Except too. For like, I don't know if I trust him to play the rest of the season though. Because each of the past, like, what, three years he's missed, like, at least ten games due to injury? He's 37 right now. Do you know how difficult that is to play all, like, all 82 games? Obviously, he's not going to do it this year. But to play every single game from when he gets injured, when he returns, to play every single game from that on, like, that's damn hard. I'm currently looking at his stats, and he is 20. As a 37-year-old man, just remember this, he's 37. He's averaging 29 points, almost eight rebounds, and six assists. With a twenty-seven point six player efficiency rating, which is the with fourth in the league, that's very elite. And I'm also looking at his stats, and I see his next game is against the Portland Trailblazers. His stats against the Portland Trailblazers, he averages forty-three points a game. Is he going to be back for that game against the against the Blazers, though? Um, that is in two days. Um. His status currently says he underwent an MRI, and it just says that he has general swelling in his left knee. So maybe, yeah, but probably not this game, but he'll be back the, the game but, after. Yeah, I mean, obviously we don't have to go out and just try to show you guys that LeBron's a different animal. but Different animal, same beast. Yeah. Shout out, Kobe. RIP. But LeBron at the age of 37, playing center, which he's never done before, and being tied... For second in the league in a scoring title, down by only .2 points to Kevin Durant, is absolutely bonkers. When LeBron isn't even known for his scoring ability, he's known for playmaking, helping his team win, and his IQ. Like him averaging twenty nine points per game with also is, eight eight assists as well. Yeah, is it's nuts. Like that's crazy. Like just another stat to attest like how yes. goddamn good LeBron is. He is pro- 
projected to overtake second place in the all-time scoring ranks, I believe, mid-March. He is about 500 points away. It's coming up. Yeah. And then in about two years, he's projected to overtake mm-hmm. Kareem. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, about a year or two mm-hmm. to overtake Kareem for number one. So, legendary player. Yeah. One of the else's legendary player? Joe Shiesty. Yes, sir. The NFL playoffs have been going on right now, and Joe Burrow has been a different animal and the same beast in the playoffs. And, you know, honestly, their last few regular season games, too. He has been absolutely insane. Like, the Bengals going to the going to the Super Bowl, which is, at the beginning of the season, no one would have expected that. They took Jamar Chase with the fourth overall pick, or was it the fifth? I believe fifth. Well, regardless, they had a top five pick, and they took a wide receiver when their O-line is quite literally dog shit. And their O-line has proved that they're dog shit. Like, they've played not very good. but dang near bottom five. In spite of their O-line struggles, Joe Burrow has them in the Super Bowl. Yes, he does. After he beat Patrick Mahomes. He's He's one of two quarterbacks to beat Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. In the playoffs. Yes, that's what I meant. Sorry. The only other because one? I was thinking the only one only other one was Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. In that's why Super I said Bowl. that. But legendary stat. Only second mm-hmm. year in the playoffs. That is He's the only number one very pick possible. quarterback to have his team in the Super Bowl within two years of being in the league. And he didn't even get a full rookie season. He played, I think, like ten, eleven games before he got hurt and was out the rest of the season. Yeah. There's no QB in NFL history and college history to win. The college player or the Heisman with the national and also the national championship and now the Super Bowl. Bowl, which he could become the first ever to do that. And he has a chance to do all of that in a span of three years. Yes. That's now we're gonna obviously like last night the Bengals beat the Chiefs and went to OT. Patrick Mahomes had a bad second half. He was not that guy in the second half. OT threw that pick. And, you know, everyone was tweeting out after the whole Bills-Chiefs game where it went to OT, coin flip decided the game, which, you know, I'm gonna we're going to talk about the overtime rules in a second. But yes. the Bengals getting that chance in the, in the playoffs or in overtime and winning that shit, like, that was crazy. Yes, I don't know. Was. I was not expecting. As soon as I saw the coin flip, I'm like... Von Bell when he intercepted the ball. Yeah. Honestly, I... Uh, Saw that coin flip, and I was just getting flashbacks to last week. Mm-hmm. And I was really expecting, like, damn, the Chiefs are really going to get to the Super Bowl off of two coin flips. Get it? That's just, that's nuts. And then Patrick Mahomes wets the bed a little bit. Tried Joe Shiesty. Bad pass. Joe Shiesty leads them down the field, leads them to a field goal. They get the dub on the Super Bowl. And I've seen some people say that this overtime rule was saved. By the Bengals game, which you know, obviously it's like, oh well, both teams so. got the both teams got the ball, but I don't know. Beforehand, I was always I knew a lot of people were very adamant. They were very strong in their stance in the overtime rule, but I was always kind of like, uh, I mean, like, yeah, I don't agree that it's the best. I I prefer a college, but like overtime, like if you want the win, like defense get to stop. You know, sometimes like that's way 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 harder than it is said than done. But I was like, I don't think it's like. Absolutely god awful needs to be changed right away. But after watching the Bills Chiefs games, I it's god awful needs to be changed now. Like it's there's no reason that it shouldn't that it shouldn't be that both teams get a chance because you're ruining potential great games that you could have 
like the Bills Chiefs yes. and just letting a coin decide who wins that. And it's hard to just ask the defense, go out there and stop arguably the most talented quarterback mm-hmm. in NFL history. Not I'm not saying the best, I'm just saying the most talented, especially when he has all the momentum scoring in the last three possessions to bring them back into this game. And in the last th- 13 seconds, they just played a whole drive, and then OT, okay, yeah, you just played defense like five minutes ago, but just run back out on the field and play another and play another possession for us. Like, And, and they're also missing the, the top three corner in the league, and Tredavious White from a torn ACL suffered a, like a couple months back. Yeah. It's, they're throwing a second or third string cornerback out there to guard Tyree Kill. That's not going to work. Yeah, it's... Uh, there's no reason that it needs to stand, and I think that after that happened to the Chiefs a few years back and they were petitioning and then it happened to the Bills, I think that there's enough awareness that maybe yes. the NFL does something right here, yes. changes it. But, you know, we'll, we'll be optimistic and say that next season that the overtime rules change, change, but, you know, we'll, we'll have to I'll, – I'll believe it when I see it. So, but on the flip side of the, of the playoffs yesterday, got the Rams beating the Niners – the Niners tried to give that game away. My dad said that it looked like high school football. He said that the Rams just wanted it more than the Niners, I guess. The Niners did not seem like they did not want to play in the uh play in the Super Bowl. I don't know, it was it was bad. Jakiski Tart, if he catches that oh ball. Oh my goodness. That should have been caught. Yep. In his bread basket and he just mm-hmm. dropped it. Literally an arm punt, no one within three to five yards. Like this is this is the easiest interception you could see of all time. And he drops it, and the Rams potentially avoid, you know, elimination yes. there. I mean, like, I'm not – I mean, there's a chance they win that if if he catches that. But, yeah. you know, that's that's a what if. This is, a, this is not a world of what ifs. I preferably – I prefer the 49ers to win because I think it would be funny to see the 49ers in this past offseason draft a QB thinking Jimmy Garoppolo is not the guy. And then Jimmy Garoppolo in this in this 49ers roster go to the Super Bowl and win it. And then now they're in a catch-22. Like, what do we do with Trey Lance now that we just drafted him? What do we do with Jimmy Garoppolo now that he won the Super Bowl? And they just, it'd just be, it just be an amusing sight. That is an amusing sight. But if you're the Niners, what a great position to be in. You just that drafted that is a, very, a very high pick quarterback who has loads of potential. And there's a big QB market. And then you have a quarterback on your roster who you just won the Super Bowl with, who you were like, okay, we got to replace this guy. He went to the Super Bowl. And now you're like, shit, do we get the guy who just won us the Super Bowl? Or do we get the guy who has loads of potential we just took with a top five pick in the NFL draft? Yes. This is a fantastic situation to be in when Aaron Rodgers wants out of Green Bay. You don't know if Packers are in for a quarterback. Tom Brady true. potentially retires. There are a lot of teams that are in the market. You don't know if Deshaun Watson's going to have his charges cleared or not. You don't know if he's going to play the Texans. Might be in the market for a quarterback. I probably not because Davis Mills looks like Davis Mills very looks good like for a being potential what they, star in the making. No expectations very for good. him, and he he balled out. He but there's shocked the world. Always a large demand of quarterbacks, but not a huge supply. So if the Niners could have done that, that would have been. And honestly, even Jimmy G taking him to the to the conference championship. That like, was I mean, impressive. I think... I, even then, that raises his stock a little bit. Does. I mean, I think they still roll with Trey Lance next year, but it, it raises some questions too. with the Niners. Personally, I I think Trey Lance will be the better player at their, seal, at their absolute prime. I think Trey Lance will be better than Jimmy Garoppolo. So I think it'd be a, a better idea to possibly trade Trey Lance with all that potential to get someone better for their defense. Maybe another 
playmaker on offense next to Debo. It's yeah. a lot of options. Yeah, coming into the playoffs, uh, my family, they're Cowboys fans. I guess I would say I'm a Cowboys fan too. I'm a little bit more of an, ob- an objective viewer of the NFL. But coming into the playoffs, I wanted the Bengals and the Cowboys to be in the Super Bowl. And as soon as the Cowboys got eliminated, I wanted to see the Rams in it. I wanted to see Stafford potentially win a Super Bowl. I would prefer Joe Burrow to win it. Like, obviously, no, it's hard not to nice. love Joe Shiesty. But it'd but, also be nice to see Matt Stafford win his first ring after uh, uh, wasting his entire career sitting in Detroit, rotting, just like Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson. It sucks that uh, Megatron's not going to win one with him, but Megatron couldn't hold on that damn long. He retired however long ago. Like, he's already in the Hall of Fame. Like, homie would have been, like, 37 right now. He would have he been Calvin Johnson, but he wouldn't have been Megatron right now if he was still playing. That's fine. They got Vanillatron. The next coming of Megatron. <sighs> Cooper Cup's like that. I mean, I whatever you say, but I don't know. I've seen some people on Twitter. They say that Stafford, if they, if he potentially wins this, it's illegitimate, and that I mean, some people are making cases for him to be Hall of Fame. I don't know, but there's there's some people saying that if he couldn't do it with Detroit, then he doesn't deserve it. That he needed out and needed to go to a team with a better situation. I don't even want to hear I that. Don't. Detroit is a poverty franchise. They are so bad. They have a history of wasting so many people's primes. Yes. And just, it's, I don't even know what people expected out of Stafford there. Like, even whenever Stafford was, like, making Pro Bowls, like, in his prime, like, this dude is, like, damn near top five quarterback in the league, and he has the best receiver in the league by far, and they're still not even winning playoff games. Like, they I don't know what you want him to do. Their defenses are always terrible. It seems like their offense, or their head coach hires are always questionable. Actually, I wouldn't say always questionable, but like I'm thinking yes. Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia was a very bad head coach. He did terrible, not, he terrible did not decision. Deserve a chance. <laughs> That's what I think of that. That's what I think of that. Uh, that signing. You know, obviously when you see a signing, you can at the time be like, oh, I grade this an A. I grade this a B plus. After Matt Patricia's gone, I graded a F minus. Yes. I think the only reason he did get hired was because he was a uh, Bill Belichick product. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of people say that we need a, that that Bill, needs to stop yes because mm-hmm. him and Brian Flores which I don't think Brian, Brian Flores, Flores shouldn't have been Brian fired. Flores is a great head coach I think he's uh-huh. our, I think he's a top 10 head coach I think he needs another chance this year I don't see why the hell the Dolphins yes the only reason that the Dolphins fired him that I could see being like okay maybe I understand his is thoughts if, on Tua yeah his thoughts on Tua like you have a quarterback that you just drafted in the first round and you, you think he has potential you want to ride with him okay and you want a head coach that believes in him and is going to utilize him to the best and give him the opportunity to succeed, okay, I understand that. You know, there are reports that maybe he didn't believe in Tua, which, you know, whatever. But I don't know if you deserve to fire him, though. He's a very good head coach. I don't think that ro- that Dolphins roster is very good, and he brought them to 10 win seasons two years in a row. Last year they were on the brink of the playoffs. This year they were, too. They just missed out because they lost to the Titans late in the season. I think if you roll with this same roster and keep Brian Flores next year, they're a playoff team, but they made a mistake, and they're going to pay for it. Yeah, I mean, they they had, they had went seven games straight this year, right? It was seven games? Yes. Yeah, and they just, and, and like Cole said, he they he just missed out on the playoffs. And that was even with oh, Tua yeah. out. I don't know how many games they missed or how many games Tua missed, but like your head coach – it has you one game away from the playoffs. You have a seven-game win streak, and you play four or five games without your starting quarterback. Like, I don't know what you expect out of him. There's out, out of Brian Jacoby Flores. Brissett out there who is a turd. 
had who led the Colts to maybe six wins a couple years ago. Yeah, it's he's not very good. No, not a, not a dude that you want leading your team for that long. The, yeah, the Dolphins this year started out one and zero, beating the uh, Patriots and then lost seven straight, and then won seven or lost seven straight, and then won seven straight, and then ended out I believe ten and seven, or yeah, yeah something like that. I, I that sounds right, but it's just. Stuff. I mean, yes. there there are gonna be a decent amount of teams that are in the market for head coaches. I, I want to see Brian Flores get hired, but so far, all we've seen are teams coordinators. We haven't seen a former head coach get hired yet. Just guys getting new shots, which you know, you like to see. Um, Byron Leftwich, I, I I thought he was deserving last year. I'd like to see that the Jags are picking him up. Eric B, uh, Bieniemy, um, I think he's he deserves a shot too. He's very color. good. Obviously, the Chiefs have been one of the best offenses like of all time the past three, four seasons under Patrick Mahomes, and he hasn't gotten a shot yet. I think that he can see one. There are, like, some solid solid candidates that don't have jobs right now, and I want to see them both get them. I just want to see some people mm-hmm. show what they can do. If you have a team that's very good defensively, Eric Bannon, would be a great hire. Mm-hmm. Just very mm-hmm. – probably the, Same with Byron Leftwich. Probably Eric Bannon is probably the best offensive coordinator in the league with Patrick Mahomes. It does help that he does have Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. and – uh, Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey in a good old line, but still some of the plays that he pulls out of that playbook and he can run and they run well. But what about what about Byron left, what you think? Obviously he looked good because he had Tom Brady, but what about what he was doing with Jameis Winston? I mean Jameis Winston looked pretty decent his last year last year two. He looked he looked solid with, with the Saints. With the Saints, but like his last year or two with, with the uh with the Bucks, I mean obviously like he threw for a lot of yards through the touchdown, but he just like I mean, Pleasant. the offensive quarter can only do so much. He can't go out there and throw the damn ball he, to Jameis. He can't. Like, he can't. You're right. He did help Mike Evans get 1,000 yards each of those, like, four seasons. I think he's done, like, he's done, like, seven seasons he's, in a row. He has done it every year. He's in the, uh, in the NFL. And Jameis Winston was his QB, I think, three or four of those years. So, I mean, uh, he's getting I, a super strong I, I want to say he's done it seven times, and he's only a time ready for two. So, it's been five times he's done it with Jameis. Well, he is, was in the NFL before Jameis was his QB. Yeah, that's true. So yeah. he only had Jameis a couple years. I was, four, I was thinking that three, they were, four years, and was he's getting the superstars his ball, or yeah. getting his superstars the ball. He just made a couple questionable decisions, threw mm-hmm. thirty picks. He got he, couple questionable decisions, you know, at just, least the thirty picks naturally. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's just one thing led to another, yeah. and he threw like thirty five interceptions. No big yeah. deal. Like it's just like it's only thirty five of them. He got a second chance, and he was he was proving himself with the Saints this year, and. He unfortunately got hurt. I think what tore his. I think he tore his ACL out all ACL, year, but yeah. he was looking very good. They and were the, most likely a playoff team if they kept him the entire year, but they ended up having to rely on quarterbacks such as Trevor Simeon, Ian Book, Ian Book, Ian Book played a uh, and, I think a Thursday night football game and he sucked. And Taysom Hill, who is a punt returner slash tight end slash middle linebacker, so not the best options behind Jameis. So. Yeah, I think you run it back next year with the same roster plus Michael Thomas. Who do you who do you think do you think the Saints maybe bring in? Uh, I think they could bring in Brian, Brian Flores. Brian Flores. What about uh, perfect, perfect. What about the enemy? Eric Bieniemy. You you've got weapons. You've no. got if Michael Thomas comes back, you've got Kamara. You've got Jameis Winston. Actually, like, yes, because their defense was top five this year. They need I mean, a better off. I think their offense is so good. They just need a better one. Eric I think that he. Could, that. I think that Bieniemy could maybe scheme around that if Jameis potentially goes down again or. He could. Jameis turns back to Tampa Bay and he's throwing 35 picks. Yes, that, that would be an issue. Yeah, but I, I think the enemy could be a good hire there. Um, yeah. But 
So now, obviously, like we said, conference championships were decided yesterday. Mm-hmm. Super Bowl's not this coming week, week after that, but got the and Pro the Bowl coming up. Pro Bowl. One of the worst events in sports history. Yeah. Of the uh, last few years. On the uh, on the agenda we got, like the little script we got, just kind of some objectives we need to talk about, what we need to go over. Cole has written down, and I quote, NFL Pro Bowl sucks PP. Which, honestly, I don't know if I could have worded better. You know? Like, it sucks. It's not good. They're, obviously, like we mentioned with the NBA All-Star Game earlier, always going to be snubs. But it seems like the the NFL snubs people, and then about half of the roster is like, you know what, let's, like, I don't feel like playing this. I'm going to sit out. I want time with my family. I'm in my offseason already. You know, like, screw the Pro Bowl. And then you're like, oh, well, cool. Now this guy that deserved it, that should on the roster when it got announced two months ago, is going to make it. And then they're like, you know what, let's just put the guy on there that threw for 2,000 yards and 42 picks on a team that was 5-12. and 12. Like, they make horrible replacements, and then no one cares about the game ever. Last year they played it on Madden. That was... And Madden is awful. such a is such a bad game. Like it's terrible. I, you know, I enjoy it playing it when it's going well. Yes. But the game engine is buns. Very. They had they couldn't even play the game live because it was so unrealistic that they had to pre-record it because they were it was going to showcase all the bugs and glitches and unrealistic animations that are in the game that they didn't want to highlight that on live TV or on live TV. So they had to pre-record it. Speaking of the Pro Bowl rosters, I remember you saying earlier that. Whenever they choose these, most of the time when they when they choose the replacements, most of the time they just look at look at it and be like, okay, does this guy have anything this day? Because if he doesn't, he's yeah. he's on this Pro Bowl roster. Like the Pro Bowl is just literally who's not busy that week. Yes, like Mac Jones. I like the guy. He has a great future ahead of him. He should not be a Pro Bowler. He did not deserve it. Not over year. Josh Allen. Not over Josh Allen. I mean, I think maybe if you get like, but say say maybe your three quarterbacks that were already chosen are I think all that, are all not able to play. Maybe he can make it if he's like the if he's like the last dude to make exactly. it. But like he's the one replacement, and Josh Allen's still chilling. Like, um, what? And you know, maybe it's gonna come out that Josh Allen, or actually, you know what? Josh Allen did, but did turn down Carr? the offer as an alternative. But Derek like, Carr, he's a great replacement. Is Justin Herbert in it? Already? Yes, I think so. Okay, good. I was gonna say because if he's not in it over Mac Jones, we riot. It's just. It's on. It's. It's ridiculous. Bad decision making. I'm 99% positive that the roster is decided upon before the season's even over. So it's like you could choose people that are playing really well in the last four weeks of the season. A dude could light it up and throw for, like, 500 yards a game, five touchdowns, no picks for each of the last four games. But, like, the roster's decided already. Too bad. Should have done it before. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm a big Cowboys fan, but personally, I don't think Javon Diggs should be on the Pro Bowl roster. On the Pro Bowl roster? You don't even think it at all? And I don't think he's the top. I don't think he deserves the top four. I understand yes, the eleven picks, but seven of those came in the first six games. But he also gave up the most touchdowns, the most yards allowed, and the most receptions, while also leading the league in most penalties. I don't care about those eleven picks anymore after hearing the rest of those stats. He was not good this year. But now, out of out of over all guys like AJ Terrell. AJ Terrell, so. actually no, AJ Terrell got snubbed. You're right. Not make it. But I think AJ Terrell should be over there. I AJ think, Terrell should be on it for sure. I think Darius Slay was snubbed. I think that I think that maybe Trayvon Diggs shouldn't be an All Pro. Maybe you know, I, I, there's definitely he should be an All Pro. I think that I think that he should be a Pro Bowl for sure. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, eleven picks is good, but it is. there mm-hmm. are the uh, like you mentioned, the penalties, the, the touchdowns uh, given up, the yardages, like the yards allowed. Yes. It's not great. 
but those picks are game changers. Like, I, obviously, it's just like a, he's a wide like he's a wide receiver. Yeah, he's a basically. he's a cornerback with good hands. Like that's what they've said. But out of every other corner, he has produced the most amount of points for his team. I think that's it was true. a. I think he is. It was twenty eight points that he's created for his team this year, which that's is kind of nuts that's for impressive. being a defensive player. Like, I, you know, maybe he might not be. He's not gonna be that shut down corner. Like, maybe he does end up being that. Like a Jalen Ramsey. Like he's Dude, not giving up any yards. Because he just he just started being. A he just like became a cornerback. Like, I'd say like three or four. It was because right when he got to Alabama, wasn't right, it? Yeah, right when he got to Alabama. So, so it, yeah, five. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. That's my bad. But. I don't know. Maybe he develops into that. Maybe not. But either way, like I'm still gonna take a cornerback that can give me 11 picks and pro- like and produce 28 points for me every year. Like obviously like, he's not gonna do that every year. He but like, not. if he that's, did, that'd, he, he... that's that's nuts. Like I'm gonna take that any day of the week. A cornerback that can shut shut down someone like yeah. that. Not really shut someone down, but like help you out like that. Yeah, but I think guys like AJ Terrell J- or Darius Slay, two guys that were Two of the best lockdown corners in the league didn't allow many yards, catches, touchdowns. Yes, they may not have gotten the, that many picks, but like I feel like they didn't get the, that many opportunities because they weren't targeted as much as Diggs. Because opposing quarterbacks kind of noticed Diggs isn't as good as the others got at the as the other guys. He just kind of sometimes kind of got lucky with his picks. A few of them were drop passes, specifically just, the Patriots one, right some, through Kendrick Bourne's hands, I believe. But, you know, I mean, sometimes it's the quarterback. They're going to have to make that trade-off. Like, okay, we can throw a trade on Diggs. He might get a flag thrown. He might give a touchdown, might give up a 40-yard catch. But, like, every once in a while you're like, okay, like, I'm going to throw at him, but, like, I might get a pick or two here this game. Like, it's just – and, you know, honestly, like, depending on – like, if if the Cowboys' offense plays up to what they can be, like, they were – they were supposed to. Like, what they were supposed to. They were kind of butt cheeks this year. If they can play up to their full strength – I don't even know if you need Trayvon to be that shutdown. You don't. Like, that dude that's just going to, like, he gets targeted once a game, gives up, like, maybe a catch for five yards. Like, who cares? He might give up, like, maybe 100 yards, get flagged a few times, and give up a touchdown. But if he's getting you a pick and then giving the ball right back to your offense, the rest of your defense is doing your job. Like, if your defense, if your offense can go out there and put up 35-42, like, any given night, your defense can hold them underneath that. Like, who gives a shit? They're getting the job done. You're getting the wins. And the Cowboys made the playoffs. They were, what was the record this year? Like 12, we and, 12 five. and 5. Yeah, 12 and 5. So I don't really understand the argument that he should not even be on the Pro Bowl roster. Like, I that, I feel like that was maybe a bit extreme. A bit extreme. I, 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 probably, I probably should have said, uh, I don't think he should be an all pro. That, okay, that, that's, that's, where, that's one that I, that's that's argument he that I'm here for. But not, Bowl, on. not on the Pro Bowl roster. I think that's. That's a little preposterous. Pro, pro Bowl roster, I guess that's that's fair, but in all, he should not be an All Pro player. He should not be. They take two cornerbacks, correct? Yes. And obviously, I believe Jalen Ramsey was no, the other I'm one. Ninety-nine percent. I could name about five cornerbacks that were probably better than Trevon Trevon Diggs this year that should have made it, but they didn't. Such as AJ Terrell and Darius Slay, as aforementioned, plus J.C. Jackson, plus Marshawn Lattimore. That's four right there. Eli Apple. No, don't even say that. I'm just kidding. But Eli Apple's awful. Side note, that guy's a clown. Did you see him? He was beefing with Tyreek and Tyreek and me, Cole Hardman. And he tweets at him, at Tyreek, at me, Cole, DM me your number so I can hit you with them free Super Bowl tickets. Uh, That's the type of shit I love to see. I love seeing Twitter stuff like that. I like seeing that. Absolutely love those tweets. I, I like seeing it as long as it's a good player. 
I think it's funny when that happens and it's a bad player, but I I like to see it as a competitor when it's a good like a great athlete doing that and backing up his talk. Eli Apple does not do that. Eli Apple talks his talk and then does not walk the walk. Who gives a shit? Like I said earlier, like Trayvon Diggs might not shut people down like that, but you know, that game the Chiefs Bengals, that came down to that came down to three points, it went to overtime. Eli Apple had one huge play, and it was that tackle at Tyreek on Tyreek at the end of the first half. Say he misses that tackle, oh, it's the, the Chiefs win the game. That is true. He doesn't stop them. They don't get like they they get those points. They don't end up putting nothing up like they did, and then the Bengals don't go to the Super Bowl. Like he made that one impact play get, that he had that to to send to the Super Bowl. And you know maybe he could have done something. I think his like his narrative changed a lot more. But that tackle and if he doesn't drop that easy pick in the in overtime, like it hit right off his hands. Very next play, Von Bell picks off anyway, yeah. so he potentially got saved. But he was, I guarantee, he was hoping on all hope on all things that are that are mighty in this in this world that someone picked the ball. Off that someone was going to get a stop after he dropped that pick for sure. But you know he did what he needed to do to get the team to the Super Bowl. And you know obviously Eli Apple is not like the driving factor. Like they be like they go up to Joe Burrow. How does it feel having the greatest cornerback Eli Apple on your team that sent you to the Super Bowl? Like obviously that's not yeah, going to happen. Not, that like never happen. Like top ten list of things that are never going to be said. And yes. But it doesn't matter. You know, he can talk that smack because he's in the Super Bowl. Speaking of that Von Bell interception, I don't know if any of you, how I don't know how many of you guys saw that, but Von Bell was, I believe, supposed to be in like double cover, uh, double covering Tyreek Hill with Cheeto Bay Awuzie, I believe, and Cheeto Bay knocked it down, and Von Bell was just running, sprinting towards Tyreek to try to. Uh, regain his ground and then in, like just got tipped into him and it was per- it was literally perfect timing. He was swinging his arms as he was running and the ball landed in between his hip and his left hand I think as he was running and it just like he just like pinched him between each other. It was the a super lucky pick. Like I don't think that he even tried to do it. It just happened to be perfectly timed that he just like his happen. hand just stuck it into his hip. He's like, "Oh wow, hey sweet, I just picked this off." Uh, I, yeah, I don't th- I don't even know if he knew the ball was coming when that happened. Yeah, it was, but like you said, in the Super Bowl, who cares? Who gives a shit? Stuff happens. That's for sure. Like I said earlier, you know, I'm bringing this back to the Pro Bowl, but the the rosters get announced, and then there's still more season left to be played. Razul Douglas was a dude that was on the practice squad when the season started, so he had not played that many games, and like he had definitely made an impact up to that point. On the Cardinals practice roster, correct? mm -hmm. Okay. He he had made an impact up to that point, but there was still a lot less, a lot more time. It's like he only played five, six games up to that point. And they're like, oh, we can't make the Pro Bowl. He's only playing that time. But it's like, move the voting back a little bit. Roosevelt Douglas was a very good, te- like very good piece for the Packers this year. Like Aaron Rodgers said himself, like he came in and he's changed a lot of things. Like he had the game-winning pick against the Cardinals that mm-hmm. it, against a team that cut him like the week prior. Mm-hmm. First game with the Packers or with the Packers against the Cardinals, he gets the game-winning pick because AJ Green just. Wasn't looking, and then didn't like one of the last two weeks, like to clinch the one seed. Didn't he have two picks in that game? He had he had a pick six, and then just a regular pick in the I, second half. I, I think. think so. Yeah, was, you know, obviously he went to West Virginia. Got to give love to my to my West Virginia players. I mean, big West Virginia fan, but I, he was like objectively like this isn't even like I'm removing bias. He was an insanely valuable piece of the Packers this year, like the best midseason pickup, like. Far, 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 far and away from anyone else this year. Yes. Probably top five, top seven cornerback for sure this year. 
arguably maybe better than Trevon Diggs for that all pro vote. Arguably. Yeah, and he's not even in the Pro Bowl. It's just not even the, goes to show that the Pro Bowl is a joke. Yep. Needs to be better. The best part of Pro Bowl weekend was always those mini games. And, and you know like groaning goes. Like like obviously I wasn't alive when they were doing like the longest throw challenge and everything. But like they need to bring that back. They need to bring that back. That was sick. Justin but, Herbert, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and Drew Locke. Yeah, Drew Locke. Drew Locke's has, got a cannon. Yeah, has a cannon, but God gave him zero accuracy. Exactly. Those four would that those four would put on one of the most entertaining mm-hmm. Pro Bowl mini games of all time. Yeah, they'd and then be watching they had the, seventy yard, dang near eighty yard balls. Mm-hmm. Then That'd they had awesome the gridiron gauntlet. They had a little obstacle course like that was cool. They took that yeah, out. They, took I, they still do dodgeball, but they need to bring all the, the other cool, but like the other mini games back. Like it was just something fun that the players it, could do, and now it's just like. Like these other players, I some of them might just be signing up for the damn mini games and being like, "Oh yeah, I guess I'll play in the Pro Bowl too." Like, and the Pro Bowl is a joke. Yep. Like the actual game, like the actual Pro Bowl game, they it's dumb. some of the plays they run are like plays I would run in my backyard when I was like four years old, just like messing around with my friends. They are not good, and they'll put in like a quarterback at middle linebacker and a safety at corner uh, quarterback. It's just stupid substitutions. It's not fun to watch. Yeah, it's. It's dumb, but you know, we really appreciate everyone that was here. That was here listening. Um, yep. Anyone that supported us along the way, but I got a West Virginia game to catch, so we will uh, catch talk you to you. Talk to you later. I mean, I will. Cole's probably gonna be back in an episode at some point, but uh, hopefully, no, yeah, definitely, yeah, for def- sure, definitely. We'll catch you on the flippity flip. <laughs>